Spies. Saboteurs. Assassins. We've all done terrible things on behalf of the rebellion. Welcome to the Yo Brother Podcast with hosts Dan and Mike Smith. Brothers from the same mother with different opinions on movies, TV, video games, and more. Plus celebrity interviews. Get ready, get set. It's time for the Yo Brother Podcast. Welcome to the Yo Brother Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Smith. Alongside me, as always, my chap from the same lap, Mike Smith. What was with that terrible, awful... I mean, they have gone... Star Wars has gone so far to the like European, UK... It can doesn't matter about, anymore. Yeah, can we talk about uh, that this was like Andor was, you know, part So I Married an Axe Murder. No, what's the, is that the one with where Mike Myers' dad is like full on Scottish, right? It is, right? It is. Oh, yeah. So, so I Married an, so axe, married an axe Murder. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, so. Welcome back to the O Brother podcast. We're actually people are like, uh, what, what's I just gave it away. We're doing the review of Andor premiere, which you know, we got the first three episodes, uh, which turned out to be it was pretty much like watching a movie. The first three, yeah, it was shorter, it seemed shorter than that. I, 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 I think the credits run like 10 minutes, yeah, like She Hulk, you know, it says 32 minutes, it's literally 20 minutes. You still watching She Hulk? Uh, I am. Yes. Okay. Um, if you didn't catch our last episode, you might want to go back and take a gander at the uh, She-Hulk D20. Did you watch the most recent? I'm almost through with it. Okay. Yeah. And by through with it, I, well, we'll get to that. on the. I knew you'd like it. I knew She-Hulk episode. Yeah. What Mike and I are going to do, we're going to do like, we'll do another episode on She-Hulk kind of wrapping up, you know, the second half of the season. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking about that, starting with episode six, <laughs> which is uh, this, this is just one. it was called Just Jen. But anyways, we're not talking about She-Hulk today. We're talking about Andor, uh, and it's uh, what September 26, 2022. When you get in this episode of the O Brother Podcast, we're going to dive right in. Now, this premiered September 21st, right Wednesday, actually. Mm-hmm. And we got all three episodes. And so this is this takes place five years prior to the events in the film Rogue One. Right? Or, or 20 years prior, because there's flashbacks, which I didn't like. Okay, but okay, five years. Five Let's years. go with five years. Five and right. 20. Yeah, five and 20. So 25 years prior to the events of Rogue One. <laughs> um it it, uh now rogue one for me which came out 2016 i believe and it was also written by tony gilroy right Mm -hmm. did Mm -hmm. but who directed rogue one i should know that off the top of my head he didn't direct it i don't believe i don't think so you know i thought he did and i looked at it and now i forgot it now you must be pretty familiar with tony gilroy Somewhat. I mean, yeah. or, or you were more familiar than you realized, I'll bet, because he wrote the screenplays to the Bourne trilogy. Mm-hmm. He wrote and directed the fourth installment of the Bourne movies. Yeah. 
And what I didn't remember, see, I always think of Doug Lyman who directed, but you know, yeah, Yeah, he uh, wrote and he wrote and directed Michael Clayton, which I just didn't remember. Oh, wow. I I didn't remember that one. He was nominated for an Oscar for that screenplay. Yeah, that was excellent. It's a great movie. Yeah, George Clooney. That's a good one. Uh, so, okay, so this is um, Diego Luna, of course, in the uh, uh, in the uh, role of Cassie and Andor, mm-hmm. who the series is named after. Um, we can get to some of the other characters, I guess, as we talk about it. But do you want to just sort of jump? Do you have any summary comments? Or you Not just really. Just okay. Just that it's a prequel to Rogue One. Right. So if you haven't seen Rogue One, uh, it's okay, but you probably okay. want to see it after this. Th- there's a lot of episodes, isn't there? For there's going to be, Andor? I think, twenty four in this and installment. Is it straight through? No, there's. I think there's going to be. We're going to get twelve. Okay, there'll be a break, and then there. I believe they're starting production in November again. Don't for quote the me next on that, but I think batch. for the next series, yeah. So is that uh, considered season two? That's pretty long. No, I think, uh, yeah, maybe that is. Maybe that is actually. But That's again, pretty long that. for yeah. a prequel. Oh yeah, on TV. Now I read, uh, I read some contradicting statements about two seasons, three seasons. I'm not sure what you, where where it well, ends up there, but I f- it's it's obviously got to be finite. Because they oh, know sure. the ending. Correct. They're taking it right up until the events of Rogue One. Uh, now, okay, so thoughts up front for you. And where does Rogue One, by the way, rank in your Star well, Wars filmography? I'm did curious. Rogue One came out before Solo. And yeah, I Rogue thought- One was the first kind of standalone. Was it Disney's first crack at it, or had something else come out? I no, think. I th- no, I think that was it. Because then, well, wait a minute. Twenty seventeen was that. Um, um, the Force Awakens behind me, but yeah, the Force yeah, I think the Force Awakens came out first. But that was like a to me that was just a recopy of Lucas's original. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's take his blueprint, add some characters, and and just make that movie again. That's what I felt like. No, Force Awakens. Force Awakens, yeah, sure. So Rogue One was the first movie I thought, Disney can handle Star Wars. Star Wars, they can do it. Yeah. Because I liked it. I thought it was well shot, well written, good story, great ending. Um, but, um, so, so, you know, that's my opinion going in. And then again, this is the five years leading up to mm-hmm. what we've already seen. If you've seen Rogue One. Yeah. And, and spoiler alert, cause we're not going to try to dance around, you know, the content of these first three episodes, you know, so if you haven't seen the premiere yet, Check out the three episodes, then come back and, and listen. To the and podcast. we won't give any major spoilers. No, no. Um, well, yeah, I might. I'm, I'm talking openly about it, which is why I just made that statement. So we might. All right. What, what, what's with the no? What's with the 
adverse reaction on the other side of the podcast. I had no reaction. Yeah, you were like, well, no, we won't. We won't. Like, I just gave an alert so we can talk about what we want to talk about. I, you I, did. I, well, it was, it you was did. unconscious. You know, it wasn't a conscious decision. It was unconscionable. That's true. <laughs> it wasn't a conscious okay. decision. Okay. So for part. me, Rogue One is, it's like Empire Strikes Back. Cause I don't think anything can sort of just from a nostalgia standpoint overtake that. But Rogue One is second to me of, of all the Star Wars films that, that have come I'd out. put Solo above Rogue One. No way. New way. In fact, you're going to get blasted for that. Probably. Uh, in probably. the comments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, we did do, we did I do think it's episode. underrated. Well, it is. We did an episode devoted to Solo, right? Mm-hmm. Why you should love Solo, a Star Wars story, but that's for another day. All right. So talk about Andor. Give me your thoughts. Well, my first thought is I'm glad they showed three episodes and not just one. I think me I would too. have been very disappointed had I just seen the first episode Mm -hmm. and really it's uh, when Skarsgård comes into. Yeah. You know, I was one of the most exciting things looking forward to this, this episode of Oak brother was that we were going to get back into our pirate mode again, which we love, right? It's Skarsgård. 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 Yeah. Get, get Great actor. Swab the deck, Skarsgård. Yeah. Then come back and talk to me. Okay, go ahead. So anyway, don't um, make me do Scooby Doo again. <laughs> so he came in and instantly uh, infused energy into what was sort of. I didn't, you know. They they I mentioned at the top about the twenty years prior because they show his childhood. And where he came from to get mm-hmm. to the point wherever he is uh, on Rogue One. Don't ask me the planets or any of that stuff because I don't know it. Just keep going. But um, I didn't really like much of that. Although it was interesting to see a character from Rogue One who is kind of like his mother figure discover him and, you know, mm-hmm. She she basically took him from his home, yeah, and, and brought her into you know a totally different life. You're talking about Marva, which is played by Fiona Shaw, yeah, who was in the Harry Potter films. Um, yeah, and, and the the actor that plays uh, Cassian as a, as a young boy is mm-hmm. Antonio Antonio Vigna, uh, and he's known as he's known as Cassa. At that point in time, mm-hmm. right? and he, and he has a sister with him. I'm assuming it's a sister because right. he's got this little girl following him around and he's holding her hand and guiding her. So I'm assuming that's his sister. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so. And, and, and in, you know, what the first episode within the first five minutes, he's supposedly looking for her in this underground bar you know where it's really the where the first action takes place you're talking current day now we're current day right current day sequence not when he was a little kid but yeah he goes into this bar it's like he didn't uh, didn't go into a bar when he's a little kid well you know folks just in case you were confused by that it's a galaxy far far away 
<laughs> anything goes anything goes yeah. but it was like it was basically a brothel that he went to and yeah right this girl comes up and he says uh, i want to this girl from what's the con what's the uh planet it's a uh, um keanu or something like that no um canari Kendor. canari, canari. Kendor. yeah i want i want this canari Eldor. yeah Nobody would know what that is. Canari. Yeah, Canari. And she says, Oh, I got another girl that has dark eyes, kind of like a Canarian. And he says, No, I'm, I'm looking for my sister. And I don't know if that's true or not. What? If he's looking for his sister, or if well, that's just the line he's telling the prostitute because he's looking for someone else. No, <laughs> the prostitute. Jeez Louise. Well, that's what yeah. she was. Well, no, she was more of like the hostess. The, you know, she yeah, she, but he he provided he access all, to the prostitutes. <laughs> but if he said, "I want you," she would have said, "Okay, it's an extra, you know, fifty quadruplets." You know, essentially, just to kind of fast forward this a little bit, he goes into this establishment. He ends up having a, uh, an altercation or confrontation with these two goons, these sentry guards. You know, they're government um, workers, they're government workers. Yeah. And so they they start harassing him after he leaves the place. He doesn't get the information he wants. He's told whoever this woman is that he thinks is his sister is no longer there. She's disappeared, whatever. So he's walking down the alley, gets into with beef with these two guys, ends up killing one of them, ends up killing both of them, actually. Yeah. Well, can't leave any witnesses. One, right. Can't leave any witnesses. One. Right. And so that then sets off this chain of events where he now has to get off planet, right? Because the empire is going to be looking for him. To begin with, is he an outcast? He doesn't seem to have a job. I mean, is he like an outlaw? I'm not even sure. I I wouldn't say outlaw. I think he's just, um, you know, a bit of a wayward soul, what have you. I mean, he seems to be well-known amongst the people on Canari. But he's kind of a grifter. He owes money to everyone. Yeah, it's kind of a Han Solo type scenario, you know, yeah. where he's a bounty hunter type, you know, like. Yeah, he scrounges things up. Like, yeah, he, at one point he gets his hands on this really expensive box. Yeah, I actually made a uh, note. It's an untraceable NS9 star path is what uh, he is. And, you know, essentially people wouldn't have been able to sleep had you not. Correct. Well, for the for the Star Wars fanatics, trust me there, they would have been all over me if I didn't say that. Right. But the the thing about this is this is the device that he's going to use to make a deal with Stellan Skarsgård's character Mm -hmm. to get money to get off planet because this device is worth so much money. Because I think I think what it isn't it something that can help them track the movements of well, the empire. I thought it was a device that you could communicate without them tracing the communication. Mm. You know what? Like if you like- just use a comm device, mm-hmm. the empire can lock in on it. It looked like one of the boxes that's in Darth Vader's chest plate. You know, that that's kind of what it yeah, looked like a little to me. bigger. Yeah. 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 But um and so that's really what the three episode arc kind of focuses on is this you know, this, this, the murder of these two mm-hmm. government workers, as you say, 
And then his attempt to get enough money to get out of town. Right. And he eventually meets up with Skarsgård. Yeah. And Skarsgård, I mean, he's such a great actor. Love this guy. I think when I first at least became aware of him. Michael uh, Clayton. No, no, no. Way back before. I know. But yeah, I'm just saying he was right. You know, the Tony Gilroy. Tony Gilroy, Michael, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, you know he pulled him up on the old Rolodex and you know. Yeah. But was uh, Goodwill Hunting when he was oh, in yeah. that movie. He was just so great in that film. Yeah, what which what, is, what did he play in that? He was uh uh you know, a mathematician and he comes and he learns of this kid who's Matt Damon's character, you know, this Oh, right. Custodian he's a teacher. that's he's working at MIT. A teacher. Right. And, and exactly. Matt Damon does the math problem. Correct. And that's so he's right. working with him to try to make him a protege type of thing. So anyways, um, but, you know, to me, he really brings this. Mm-hmm. I mean, Diego Luna is great. Mm-hmm. He's great. But for me, Skarsgård brings this kind of Alec Guinness mm-hmm. weight to the to the series. You know, he's just such a... Uh, a well-established actor and well-known and, you and know, because most of the rest of the cast, mm-hmm. most of them are, at least to me, were fairly unknown. Yeah. Um, and except, I was going to say is yeah. like Felicity Jones. I don't know. I know. Um, well, she's somewhere in the timeline right now doing her own thing. Right. But does she come into the series? Is that known or not? Well, yeah, she must because they're taking it right up to the events of Rogue One. Okay, so so they'll definitely be. We should see her. I would imagine. Yeah, and also, I was surprised not to see the bot that was very popular. That was by, by Al. Uh, Alan is it Alan Tudyk, right? Yeah, Tudyk or Tudyk. Tudyk. Yeah, yeah great like episode that. of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, by the way, that he was in with the yeah. German Shepherd. Anyways. Um, well, he was supposed to be in it. They were going to introduce him in this season, but he's not. He is going to appear okay. as K two S O, who is the the droid you're referring right. to. Right. I'm surprised they didn't bring him out right away. I, I forget what it was. Um, I, I I had I had read this, but I forget now. But it sounds like he's going to be introduced in the next installment. Okay. So in this, in this season, we do right? have a droid buddy. In this installment. We do. Yeah. B2 EMO. B2 right. EMO. But he has to, and, and it's not actually his droid, although you think it is. It's really the droid of the woman who rescued him from wherever he was. Yeah. Yeah. That's the character's name, Marva. Your audio had cut out there. Yeah, Marva. So, um Okay. So we've we've basically, you know, talked Outlined about the premise it, yeah. here, yeah. And um, I, but I really love. I mean, it's so like Rogue One. You know, it's very dramatic. It's very it's very adult. I mean, this was some of the more racy mm-hmm. content I've seen in a Star Wars film. I think maybe ever. Yeah, uh, the brothel. A, well, no, not that. But there's a there's a uh, the character Bix, who's a friend of Cassie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a mechanic and, you know, she sells parts and things. She's the one that connects him with Stellan Skarsgård's character. Right. She has and connections that's Adria, that he can sell to. Adria Arjona. 
And uh, she's a new character, right? She was not in Rogue One. No, Bix Kaleen, C-A-L-E-E-N. But anyways, she has this romantic interest, this guy, Tim, that she works with, and they've, you know, striked up, uh, struck up a romance. Mm-hmm. But there's a scene between them. It's like really sort of racy and the clothes start coming off. And like for Star Wars, that's that's a big, that's very, no, it's completely Yeah, it didn't, didn't really stick out to me. Yeah, it's a, Okay. I don't know why it didn't stick out to me. Um, The score is is great with Mm -hmm. this. I don't know if you, like right from the opening title sequence, it's so well done. The directing's fantastic. I mean, I mean, my overall assessment is I thought it was, I will, I'm going to go on record and say at at right now, which is this three Mm -hmm. episode chunk, I'm liking it better than Kenobi. I'm liking it better than Kenobi. I, I yeah, think I'm not it's, there yet. Yeah, I think it's, it's. But I think, like I said, if if they had just done one, they had to do the three to get. Mm-hmm. It, it, there was nothing wrong as far as the first two episodes, but it seems like when Scar's Guard got there, it infused some energy that it needed. Mm-hmm. You know, they they wind up having to, you know. Or, or they get surrounded in this building and they wind up having to escape. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's when they're, that's when they first meet and they're doing the deal. And right. And they're not sure to trust each other yet. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, you it, show me yours. I'll show you mine. Right. That kind of thing. Right. And by that, you mean your blaster is what you're talking about. Right. Is that what you mean? Uh, no, not the blaster. I'm oh, talking the blaster. about money okay. in the box. Got it. Keep it clean folks. Yeah. Um, hey, the um, yeah, that scene by the way is fantastic. A lot of action, it's like really intense, and they and they take off on a speeder, which is a great yeah. shot. Uh, the only one of the things I didn't love about it, well, it was a few things, but one is very the planet they're on. First of all, it seems overpopulated to me. It's just like there's too many people in the background. It's just it's a lot of people distracting at times. Now, I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that, you know, uh, they they sort of want to show or, you know, that there's, there's enough people here that if they decide to rise up against the Empire, maybe they could, uh, you know, equip themselves with enough, enough weaponry that they could put up a fight. I, I don't know. I'm sure that wasn't any part of it but yeah like just a lot of background characters ultimately obviously they find this these dead guys Mm -hmm. and yeah talk about the talk about the um chief inspector character the younger guy yeah he's great there's a a younger guy and he's you know real gung-ho yes sir Mm -hmm. you know uh you look tired. Were you here uh, all night? Yes, sir. You know, if we don't have a clean unit, we don't have a good unit. One yeah. of those kind of jumps. And uh, he plays it really well. And he's told by his superior, just sweep this under the rug. Now, hold on a second. Let me let me have you pause right there. So so the, the, the actor you're talking about is Kyle Soler. Mm-hmm. And the character is Cyril Karn. Mm-hmm. And he plays the the chief inspector, I think is his title, but or deputy inspector, whatever. And then the guy he reports to that you're talking about mm-hmm. plays a character called Chief Hine. Right. And that actor is Rupert Van Van Sittart. 
I may not be saying that right, but he was in Game of Thrones. He was in quite a few episodes of Game of Thrones. He was so good. He was one of my favorite things in the whole uh, first episode. Yeah. Because of the way that, you know, and you'll hear this in all kinds of other commentary, I'm sure, about Andor, but the sort of socio-political commentary that's going on throughout mm-hmm. the series, like Gilroy doesn't like make any bones about that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious. But um, he's on his way to a meeting with his superior. Yeah. And he's basically telling him, I need you to sweep this under the rug. Right. I don't want this reported. I don't want the statistics to say we have two dead guys. Exactly. Not good for me. Not good for you. Right. So you don't need the empire looking in on us. Right. So I'll be back and I'll look forward to that report. And he's like, the goal, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to give a speech about the crime statistics or whatever. And he said, the goal of that speech, should you ever have to give it, is brevity. Right, exactly. But just a wonderful performance in that exchange between yeah. the two of them. And, and this and this kid, Kyle Soler's character, he's clearly just, you know, he's 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 uh power hungry. You know, he's yeah. trying to make a play for himself and a name right. for himself in the in the on the planet in the galaxy and and, so, and, and everybody so, around him knows he's a chump. Right. They they don't respect him. Yeah, they're like, Can this guy even sign our timesheets? He's a he's right. an idiot. As soon know? as he turns around, they're like <clears throat> You know, that right. kind of guy. It's that kind of guy. And instead of sweeping it under the rug, he puts this team together mm-hmm. to go hunt down Diego Luna. That's right. And, and you and, know there was going to be a confrontation when he gets back. Yeah. And the um, <laughs> the guy that leads that uh, clan, you know, that, that, that band of the soldiers. The heavier guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they reincarnated Chris Farley or something and gave him a Scottish accent. And yeah, I mean, he just, it took me a while, probably till the end of the, the three episodes to really kind of buy into this guy. He seemed just, it was a weird choice for that role. I felt like. Yeah. Cause he's really he kind of very an ass comical. kicker. Yeah. Well, and he just kisser. seemed like a, he seemed like a cartoon character to me. Yeah. Yes, sir, Captain that, Sir. He looked like he had a uniform that didn't fit. His hat right. was kind of like Gomer Piles. It's just right. weird. It yeah. was very weird. But yeah, he was very much. In, okay, here's one big beef I have with it. Now, we were talking about She-Hulk and just what a tragedy I think that whole thing is. But, mm-hmm. you know, the attempt at humor, it's just horrible. Well, in this, for the most part, it's it's very subtle. There are some humorous points but it's just so masterfully done except for there's a scene where Kyle Soler's character. And then this other guy we're talking about, that's leading the army. Mm -hmm. They're giving a speech to the troops. Right. Right. And and the one guy's like, we're going to get out there and we're going to kick ass and this, that, and the other. And then he turns it over to Kyle Soler. And he doesn't know what to say. He's never seen a a moment of battle. You know, he has no idea. He's not battle. This is the guy we're talking about that people snicker behind his back. Correct. Cyril is the the character. So he's given the, and you can just see the, the soldiers are like tuning out. They're like, yeah, what is he talking? He's like, let's go get him, boys. And we can do this and pull up by our bootstraps. Like it's horrible. The speech he's giving. Right. And, and then, uh, this is what I had a beef about was at the end of that, the guy's behind him, right? Chris Farley's behind him mm-hmm. and he starts clapping. Right. They literally did a slow clap in star Wars. I was so disappointed in that. It was what do you the, mean? Like, yeah, yeah. 
so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah like kind of making fun of them almost, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's like making fun of, to me, the show, like at that point, you're, you're not even, you're taking yourself seriously through 99% of this thing. And then you throw a gag in there like that. It, yeah. I don't and, need and, that. And the guy, the heavy guy says, great speech, sir. Great speech. Let's, let's give him a round of applause. Yeah. And I, I think trying to play it straight. I think this is Alex Ferns who plays Sergeant Linus Mosk is the, the yeah. heavy that we're literally the heavy that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so we talked about Adria Arjona who plays Bix, his, his friend that hooks him up with Skarsgård. Um, Marver, of course, you talked about, you know, the score I mentioned earlier briefly, but the score is very, it seems very different to me. There's a lot of drums. Did you pick up on the, as a drummer, Mm -hmm. did you pick up on the drums in some of these? Like at the end of the very, of the third episode, I think the, the outro is this, this whole drum, um, yeah, you know, score. It's, it's really wild. And I believe that they, if I read it correctly, that they're, some of that music is being performed on set. Really? So while they're acting, yeah, I guess to just bring a, a sense of realism to it, hmm. that that set is also huge. Apparently we saw some of the photographs of it that were leaked, you know, kind of mm-hmm. early on. And it's like, they built this whole town, they, this whole they city. They have for all of these series. They did Well, no, 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 no. That's not true though. This is very much a practical set what I'm talking about, that planet of Canari. Right. Whereas, you know, you talk Mandalorian, all that, that's all of the using of the, the um, volume technology with, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's much less practical than something like this. Right. So that was impressive. Hey, who played the bell ringer? Is it me or does this look like the guy, you know, the bell ringer up in the tower? Oh yeah. Doesn't he I don't look know. like, Oh my God. He looks like this character actor that I can't think of his name. You and, go back and, and check it. Oh, you're God. talking about a guy in, in the morning. Yes. This guy comes out, this big, you know, heavy guy, muscular guy, and he's got these big hammers and he beats this, you know, uh, it's, it's like a big steel kettle drum or something. And, you know, yeah. that's kind of to wake up the, the right. city. I wasn't sure how to feel about that. Did that sit uh, did you think it was goofy eh, it was like yeah. on the border of being kind of silly but yeah i i, I was kind of like uh, there's yeah. a few minutes i didn't need yeah i didn't know if i should be laughing at it or yeah take it seriously because he's like <clears throat> you know getting himself pumped up yeah he's, you know bang, all the, right bang you know. yeah he was selling it for sure the one last thing i want to say about it was the um you and i were talking I don't know, a few nights ago about Galaxy's Edge. And, you know, that they're very disappointing. They're teasing out now, at least here in Florida, that they're going to start introducing the Mandalorian. Okay, you having a stroke there? No, the, 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 what? You have a stroke there? No, I'm just trying not to, I'm trying not to openly belch on air is what I'm doing. (laughs) Okay. And it was successful until you. Hello there. Well, I'm not the only one that noticed it, I'm sure. Uh, well, you didn't have to put a spotlight on it, but do you want to comb your hair? Should we take a quick break and maybe you can give that a, a, there we go, folks. Okay. Episode complete. Good night, folks. No. So, so galaxy's edge. And and as I'm watching this, I'm, I just was reminded of that conversation because we were, we were talking about what a swing and a miss 
it's Galaxy's terrible. Edge has been it's terrible. But, you know, they, they're slowly starting to talk about introducing some of these characters. And one of the ideas I pitched to you is I said, you know, why can't they sort of put a, 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 a new skin on Galaxy's Edge every year, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. Or every quarter. So, for example, watching this, okay, it's now Andor for mm-hmm. the next three, four, five months, whatever. Like, how easy would that be to do? Right. And, right. The, and fans would love that. Yeah. Going in and, you know, and, and this this year it's Return of the Jedi. This year it's, you know, Force Awakens. Like, it's uh, endless what you could do. Clone Like Wars. this character we're just talking about. Start the day literally at 7 a.m. Put a guy up in a tower. Or just at, at the top of every hour. This guy right. comes and out like a cuckoo it. clock. Yeah. And like I said from... um was it Kenobi that had the the uh, twins, the the job of the hunt, hut twins, job of the hunt? I, that was just yes, a slip of the. It was. The, yeah. I mean, why are those characters not being carried around Galaxy's Edge? We shouldn't even go there because. Yeah, this isn't about that, but no, we're very but I frustrated mean, with it, how bad it's related to the Star Wars universe, and and it's you know. you're supposed to be. I mean, you've I haven't been to Harry Potter yet at Universal, mm-hmm. and you have, yeah, and and you said they pretty much awesome. achieve that. It's awesome yeah. where you're in there and you're like, yeah, this is. I feel like I'm, you know, at Gryffindor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's really, really anyway. Good. Yeah, it was, I mean, I could only hope that they they think about doing something like that in the future. But I I really love this so far. It's only been three episodes. So there's a lot more to come, but I really enjoyed it. It's 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 what I was looking for more of in Kenobi, to be honest with you. Like the dark kind of grittiness. It's that very I gritty. I didn't feel from like in Kenobi when there's scenes when he goes. Um, uh, Daikon or whatever the name of that planet was with all the neon. It was kind of like, you know, in Tokyo or something. Yeah. And that underground and there's all the aliens and the, it just didn't yeah. give me the same feeling that, that the way it's presented in Andor, I think Gilroy does a much better job of that here. And yeah, the story, I, the story, it's very well written. Yeah. You know, the characters are, are interesting. And T- now Tony Gilroy, directed the first episode no he hasn't directed any yet oh i thought it's another no. tony then yes tony i think you're something. right i think you're right now the story there is though is that he was in new york mm-hmm. at the time and this got like most things got halted by the pandemic for a brief period of time and i guess he made the decision to stay where he was mm-hmm. and not travel at that point. That's really the only reason I think otherwise we would have seen him directing at least the first installment of it. So I assume we'll see him I would somewhere imagine. down the road. I have to believe we will. I think yeah. it's a good kickoff. Like I said, if they if it was anything less than three episodes, yeah. not sure I would have been as excited. Right for it, but I I think it's off to a good start. I think it'll probably I don't know when we'll update it, like if we'll wait till the end of this. Yeah, you know, um, probably this first twelve episodes. Yeah, and and know. we'll probably you know check in and say right how'd it go. So, yeah, th- that'll be a sufficient amount of content to, to to look back at. You know. Yeah. Anything else to say about Andor? No. At this no, go around, all right. We're it's, we're on the same page. I think you liked it a little more than I did, but I yeah. 
I'm still wait and see kind of thing. Well, and I was a bigger fan of Rogue One than you too. It sounds right. Like. So you know, right. I suppose no surprise there. But yeah, I mean, a, a couple of issues like I mentioned, but you know, all in all, it's solid. So I hope, hopefully, uh, and, and we didn't talk a lot about. We can we can do this at the next pass, but uh, we didn't talk a lot about the younger Cassian and that whole storyline, which I really mm-hmm. loved. And you know, very quickly, just to say, essentially, he. The, the planet that he's actually from, um, f- is he from Fest or they say he's from Fest, but he's really from Canari. I think he's, they, yeah. he's, they say, they he's, say from he's from, right. Or, or that's what he says because right. he's lying, but he's really from Canari and Canari. Right. It's like these, um, indigenous people Correct. that, and I think what it is, is, is you, it's revealed that there was a, a, a huge mining accident. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I, what ship- I, a ship what I crashed. No, no, no. What I took from it, if you go back and watch, mm-hmm. there's a huge there's a scene where young Cassian is overlooking, mm-hmm. he's on this ridge and he's overlooking this big um valley, basically. Yeah. It's like a quarry almost. Yeah. And it from what I got from it, there was a, a big mining accident. The galaxy, or not the galaxy, the galactic empire was coming in and strip mining this place mm-hmm. and there was a big accident and it killed basically all everybody that lived there. And mm-hmm. I took away that, that group that we see of mm-hmm. Canarians, they are the only survivors and kind of like this Aboriginal sort of group almost, you know, mm-hmm. living deep like out a in the tribe. woods. Yeah, like a tribe. Yeah, very much so. But then there's a ship that crashes right in the distance, correct? Which and it separates him and or from the that, rest of them. That's where Marva discovers right. him, and he that's doesn't right. speak English, so they can't communicate. Right, and she says to the guy she's with, "Let's just grab him because he's going to die. He's right. by himself." Yeah, and one of their leaders, this uh, she gets killed in that exchange between uh, yes. some of the, 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 um, you know, the empire soldiers that were, yeah, there's one guy they thought was dead gonna, and he yeah, was hanging on. Right. Yeah. And then she ends up getting killed as a result of that, which is very significant because you can see how that impacted him. Mm-hmm. Right. And so uh, at the very end of episode three of Andor, when we see him, um, I think he's on the ship, right? Yeah, he's on the ship. And there's a wonderful, you know, juxtaposition between the younger Cassian and then Diego Luna's Cassian. It's almost like shot for shot. Right. It's not side by side. It's shot for shot. Right. And he's flying away as a young Cassian with Marva. Yeah. In the current day, he's flying away with Stellan Skarsgård. Right. And the 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 acting from Diego Luna, you get the sense, or at least I did, that he's feeling very similar as he did, you know, mm-hmm. leaving that planet with Marva behind. Right, he has you know, friends. When and- he left the Canarians behind when he first met. It was just it was a very yeah, it was very well done that they, they lined that up together. Yeah. So all right. Well there's the first pass to Andor, two thumbs up from from both of us, right? Mm-hmm. So um, but yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Overbrother Podcast. I've been your host, Dan Smith. Alongside me, as always, my brother from the same mother, Mike Smith. And we will see you next time. Bye, everyone.